Welcome to the Ark Church Podcast. On here, you'll find all of our Sunday and Wednesday messages, as well as classes and special services. If you would like more information about the Ark Church, visit us at thearkchurch.com or download our app available to all app stores. Our heart for you is that you would live for God, grow stronger, and make a difference. Enjoy. Last week, we talked about recapping that Jesus said he was talking about some things that the Holy Spirit would do for us and that he would guide us into all truth and he would show us things to come regarding our life and God's plan. Now, as I was, as I was putting these messages together and it hit me last week, I, I, I sense and that a lot of times I'm saying things and talking about things that the Holy Spirit will do and it's almost like I can hear people say, I wish he would do that for me. I wish I could have more of his help. I wish I could, if he can do all these things, why is he not doing them in my life? And so let's talk a little bit about that tonight. How can you receive more of the Holy Spirit's help in your life? Would that help anybody? Yes. Okay, well, that's good because that's the topic tonight. So it's, uh, <laughs> that's where we're going with this. How can you believe? So here's, I, I want to give you three key things. Uh, the first one is you've got to believe that he will help you. You have to believe that he will help you. There's a principle here. Romans first chapter is this is a this is just a real powerful principle. It works throughout the scriptures, throughout God's word. He said, "For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God to salvation for everyone who what believes. believes. For the Jew first, and also for the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith." Now, the principle behind that is this. The gospel is not the power of God for everybody. I said, well, I thought, you, I thought you just read it's the power of God for everybody. No, the gospel is not the power of God for everybody. The gospel is the power of God for everyone who believes. And so the word, it's, it's believing that activates it. You know that. You can, you can have two people come to the chain, same church service, hear the same message. One of them can just... Just in their heart, they go, man, I believe that. Change their life. The other one can go to sleep. And it's not the power of God. Obviously, it's not the power of God for, for the one who didn't believe it, but for those that believe it. Now, here's, here's where I, I want to go with that. You've got to believe that the Holy Spirit will help you. Amen. See, a lot of times what's, what happens is we, we, we think, well, he does that for Alan. Alan is a preacher or he does that for other people, or he does that for spiritual people, but he doesn't do it for me. And you don't want to do that. You want to begin to believe that the Holy Spirit will not just help me, but he'll help you. That it, you make it personal. I've said this for years. The gospel becomes powerful when it becomes personal. When you say, man, I, I want this in my life, I, and you say, well, I haven't had it in my life. Well, listen, don't stop there and think, well, that's just the will of God. Why don't you make an adjustment and say, Lord, help me raise my experience up to where your word says this is mine. This belongs to me. Instead of settling for, well, that's nice, but it doesn't work for me. Well, I don't think that's God's plan because he said the Holy Spirit is for all of us. And so if he's for all of us, we're going to have to believe something. And the Bible says that the just shall live by faith. Too much of the time, and it's so easy to do this, guys. It's so easy to walk by sight and not walk by faith. 
And so what we have to do, a lot of times we have to wait and see. Well, I'm going to wait and see if something happens. I'm going to wait and see if something happens. Actually, we live on a different level. We believe and see. We don't wait and see. We believe and see. In other words, we believe it before we see it. If I told you I'm going to meet you at the um, Torchy's Tacos, I said, you know, after, after church, I'll meet you there. I'll, I'll be there at Torchy's Tacos. If you believe my word, if you believe I'm honest, if you believe I'm, I'm not just messing with you, then when after church is over, where are you going? Going to Torchy's Taco. You're not watching me. Is he getting in his car? I'm going to follow his car down there. And, and I pull up, and you pull up behind me like, well, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't sure if you were coming. If you believe my word, you go ahead and show up anyway. You're waiting. You've probably already ordered, waiting to give me the bill. So <laughs> if, if you were not, this is not a wait and see thing. This is believe and see. Jesus said, if you believe, you see the, the glory of God. So in other words, we don't spend our whole life waiting to see if God will do something. We make the choice to say, God, I believe your word before I see anything. And because of that, I believe that the Holy Spirit will help me and guide me and show me things to come before I ever see it. And that's key because we have to get to that. You've got to believe it. It'll work for you. In Thessalonians, Paul is talking about receiving. In 1 Thessalonians 2 chapter, verse 13, Paul is writing to the church. He said, for this reason, we also thank God without ceasing. Because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you welcomed it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which effectively works in you who believe. It works in us who believe. And so if you welcome God's word that way, and that's a great way to look at it. If you're hearing God's word, you don't take it as, well, that's just someone preaching. No, you take it as, boy, if this is lines up with scripture, if this is God's word, then I choose to believe that. And if he said the Holy Spirit will help me, and if he is a helper, I'm not praying, Lord, please let the Holy Spirit help me. Lord, please let the Holy Spirit help me. I believe if Jesus said he was sent to help me, he will help me. He is a helper, and he is helping me. So here's what I do. Now, here's one of the best ways to shift from not being in faith to, to just in faith. And it's real simple. You ready? Simple. The best way to do it is by going, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I had someone call us one time, and uh, he asked about our building program. This was a couple of years ago. And um, I, I told him where we were on it and, and how we were doing on the budget. And he said, well, we had it in our heart to send you $250,000. You know what I said? I said, well, when I see it. <laughs> no, I did not do that. <laughs> I mean, well, that's bad manners. If I'd, if I'd have said to him, well, I'll tell you what, when that check clears, I'll call you back up and thank you. When he said, because I, I, I know this guy, and when he said it, and I know he's good for it, and when he said it, I said ahead of time, thank you, brother, thank you. Wouldn't you say thank you if someone sent you a quarter million dollars? Yes, yes, you would. You would say thank you. And I just said thank you. I didn't see the check. 
Thank you. I didn't feel a check. Thank you. It hadn't hit the bank yet, but I believe exactly what he told me, that it was coming in. And so before I ever saw it, I just began to go, oh man, thank you. I appreciate it. What's the best way for you to get in, in a position of faith, especially when concerning the Holy Spirit? Let's just talk about the Holy Spirit. Lord, thank you that you are helping me. Thank you that the Holy Spirit is my helper. Thank you that he's showing me what to do. Thank you that he guides me. Thank you he brings things to my remembrance. You say, well, Alan, I hadn't seen it yet. I know it. If you'd seen it yet, you wouldn't be walking by faith. It's by faith when we thank him before we've seen it. Does that make sense? And so instead of going, I don't know. I mean, Alan said he would help me, but he ain't helping me. That's not going to help you. That's not going to help. That just takes you down a darker path. So what you need again to do is go, Lord, I want to thank you. Thank you for your help. Thank you. I am not helpless. Thank you. Say, well, you know, I don't, I just don't, I don't feel. Forget how you feel. Feelings can come and go. <laughs> feel, listen, don't even get me started on feelings. Our, our whole generation is so stuck. My generation, the 70s, we were the worst ones. If it feels good, do it. If, if it feelings, nothing more than feelings. <laughs> feelings, whoa, 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 feelings. It's like, oh my gosh, it's feelings. Sometimes, I, I, have you ever woke up and just felt like that God was way away from you? Ever felt like that? Be honest, because I have. You don't go, God, you've left me. You've left me. I just feel like you left me. Listen, if you live your life that way, you will be an absolute roller coaster Christian. I just feel like I was saved, but I guess I'm not saved. No, you are saved. And so just thank him. Forget the feelings and thank him ahead of time. Say, well, I feel like I'll be lying. Not if you're doing it based on what he said in his word. That's not lying. That's faith. And so you're just simply saying, Lord, I believe. First one. You got to believe the Holy Spirit will help you. Here's the second one, and this is good. You got to look in the right place for help. Got to look in the right place. Now, let me explain this, and this is probably going to get longer than I wanted to, but I believe it'll help you. I think sometimes when we're looking for the Holy Spirit's help, we're looking out here or trying to see signs or maybe even have feelings, and that's not where we want to go. Let me, let me give you just a, a real brief teaching on this, but this is good. Romans 8, 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirits that we are children of God. The Spirit himself, aren't you glad we did not receive a spirit of fear? But we, have a, a, we did not receive a spirit of bondage. We received a spirit of adoption. In other words, the Holy Spirit reminds us that we belong to God. Abba, Father, Abba is, is really, a, it's almost like a daddy. It's an intimate term. So he's like, he's our father. And the Bible said that the Spirit bears witness with our spirits. Now, just, just for sake of, of those maybe who have not been taught this, we're made up of, of really of three parts. Let's go to the next verse in Thessalonians. Paul was writing to the church. He said, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, 
soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. We are a spirit being. We have a soul, which would be our, our mind, our emotions. We live in a body. You do realize that, that one day that we will leave this body. Amen. If you've ever been to <laughs> yeah, yeah, amen. And, uh, <laughs> but not now, please, and not tonight. But, uh, but I, we, we know the body, our soul. This is where a, a lot of times, and, and we're dealing with, and we're going to spend a little, little bit more time on Sundays talking about the mental health thing, but that's a soulish realm. That's in our mind. That's in our emotions. And, I'm, oh, I'm so grateful that God can impact our soulish realm and that as his children, we do not have to be tormented in our mind. We do not have to be mentally distressed in our mind. That is not God's plan. And if you're there, that's not what he wants for you. He wants you to have be sanctified. That word sanctified means set apart, have a different life in your spirit, in your soul, and in your body. We're made up of three parts, spirit and soul and body. Here's the key. When God enlightens us, it's not in our head with reasoning and logic and not in our body with our feelings. So we're not looking for something physical. You've heard me tell about my mom. Growing up, my mom was the most spiritual person in my whole family. And, she, and she's in heaven now. And uh, she's a sweet woman. Pray, she's praying, <laughs> praying mom. She's really the one that would get up and pray. I mean, I kept, I, I've, I've launched prayer ministries and my mother and my, and my wife and, and Everyone, every woman that's worked closely with me has become a prayer warrior. And so I, I think, I don't know if that's, is it me? Yeah, it's me. So she, she, she was praying, but, and my mom uh, was really hungry for God. And so during the charismatic revival movement, we'll talk about that later, in the, in the 70s, my mom was filled with the Spirit, baptized in the Holy Spirit. And so my mom was the only one who knew anything about the Holy Spirit. And so every time that my mother would get goosebumps, that was like the Holy Spirit to her. She would say, ooh, I've, I've got a witness. And, and, the, and the hair on her arm would stand up. So that's kind of how we gauge things. It's kind of like that was our compass. It's like, Mom, Mom, Mom I'm going to be moving to Texas. And she's like, ooh, I have a witness on that. And it's like, well, I'm glad she got it. I'm glad the goosebumps are there. I'm glad, I'm glad. But you don't want, the Bible does not say that we're led by goosebumps. Because <laughs> you can have goosebumps watching a scary movie. You can have goosebumps watching something that just happens, that's re is really exciting, and you can go, whoo, I got, I got, that's not the Holy Spirit. And so the, the God enlightens us, not in our head, not, not with the reasoning and logic. He enlightens us in our spirit. Proverbs, the 20th chapter, verse 27. Now, I'm rolling fast, but here, the spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all the inner depths of the heart. And so when God enlightens us by his Holy Spirit, it's in our spirit. Now, that's where the challenge is. We live so much in our head and so much in busyness that oftentimes we, we don't get quiet enough to hear from our spirit and hear what's going on in our spirit. I'm going to ask you a question. Has anyone ever had like an amazing just revelation that hit them in the shower? In the shower. It's happened to me. Okay, come on. I'm honest people in the shower. You know why in the shower? Because in the shower, your mind went somewhere else. And it's kind of, your mind went blank. And all of a sudden, a revelation hits you. And you, you connected with your spirit in the shower. So, Alan, I need to take a lot more showers. Well, no, that's, uh, that's, 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 
that, that's not the key. But, but that's, what, that's what happens. I think the first revelation I ever got was I was in the shower and like, whoa, I got this. Why? God enlightens us in our spirit. Now I realize this is a, this is a big teaching, but here's, here's the thing. If you're looking for something physical, something on the outside, or you're looking for signs, people do that a lot. They'll go, okay, God, if you want me to marry this person, when I ask her, let her say yes. No, no. That's not a good, that's not a good gauge. God, if you want me to move to Arizona, let me see an Arizona license plate today. And people, people do this, or they play Bible roulette. Do you know what I mean by Bible roulette? Open the Bible up, boom, put their finger on a scripture. Do not do that. One guy did that, opened it up, put his finger on the scripture, and it read, Judas went out and hung himself. He said, that's not right. And he went to another one, put his finger on the scripture, and then the next one said, go thou and do likewise. No, no, no. That's not God. That's not how he leads us. He leads us in our hearts. He leads us by our, our spirit. One of the challenges is a lot of times our minds are very busy. Our bodies are busy. And we, and we don't hear as clearly as we should. And so in, in Romans 8, I, I realize I've thrown a bunch of them at you, but I'm, if it's any consolation, I'm only halfway through my notes. Romans 8, 5 and 6 says those who live according to the flesh set their mind on things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded, life and peace. You hear me talk a lot about taking scriptures and thinking about scriptures and repeating scriptures. What are you doing when you're doing that? You're, you're becoming spiritually minded. It's a big help to you. Now, what happens is, like I said, if we're real busy, a lot of times we just don't hear. Now, let me tell you an embarrassing story that just happened to me recently, but I talk, and, and it's talking about being quiet. So Joy and I just flew up to, um, to Kansas and spoke for John and Lindsay Huseman at the Ark Church Salina. For those of you who don't, we helped them plant a church about four years ago. They are doing outstanding. They had over 700 people in there the night we got in there. They are doing great. And so we went up there, we're thinking, great, we're going north, we're going, it was 100 degrees in Salina, Kansas. I'm like, what's up with that? So we're, we're, we're in the airport, we've got to go to Wichita. There, we couldn't get a direct flight into, I don't know if there, there's airplanes that go to Salina. But there, we, we got a direct flight into Wichita. But we're in, the, we're in the airport, Joy and I got to the Houston airport early because they tell you, come there early, and, and we just like, we hit the perfect time and we get in. So I'm going through the line that I hate to go through, taking off stuff, putting, you know, the security line. They said, do you have anything in your pocket? And I said, oh, well, I said, I've got my license in my pocket. I took my license out of my pocket, put it in the bin. And so everything goes through, and I hate that. I just, you know, and then you're trying to get your stuff and put your stuff back on and get, get your stuff. I, I, I have... Have you ever wondered, is Alan ever going to travel around a lot? No, Alan likes being a pastor and staying right here. I don't want to go anywhere. And so we get there, and um, going, through the, going through the deal, I wore socks because anybody besides me not like going barefooted through, through that the thing? And I'm not a germaphobe, but I'm like, hey. And so stand there, do that, go through the line, and... I take my socks off, just put my loafers on, 
and we're going and join our, or getting settled over in gate B. We're getting settled. It's, it's that huge area. If you fly out of Terminal B, they send everybody to one area and then let them distribute. So we got some places and we're sitting and I'm looking and I can't find my license. And I'm, and I'm, I'm starting to look and, like, and I'm getting that feeling and it's like, Joy's looking. I said, will you check? Man, I can't find my license. So I'm hightailing it back to the place that, the, and I'm praying on it. I said, Lord, I need some help here. I ask these people, man, they're looking in all the bins. They can't find it. I come back. I go through everything I have. I can't find it. I go back down there again. Ask him, anybody again, can you help me here? Had, could have gone through any of the other bins. I can't, I can't find it. And, and you're, now I'm thinking, okay, what am I going to do? Because I don't have a license. I got to go rent a car in Wichita. I guess I can do that in Joy's name. But then I'm concerned about being able to come back and I'm talking to people about what I can do. I got Matt going over to my house to get my CCL to send it to John. And man, I, I'm just, I'm busy. And I'm busy and I'm a little frustrated. I'm trying. Joy said, you actually did good because you, you didn't snap off at me. <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about though? When, I hate losing stuff because usually I'm super organized and all my and I know where my stuff is. And when I lose my stuff, I hate losing my stuff. And don't and, and Joy was smart. She didn't ask me a lot of questions. She's learned being married to me for 40 years. Don't ask me 150 questions when I've lost something. Could you put it here? Just mm, mm, mm. I'm just I'm trying to stay Christian. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm just keeping my Christianity in, in check. And I'm, I'm walking back and, and I'm thinking, and I told the Lord, I said, Lord, I'm ne I need your help here. And I finally come back and I'm resigned to the fact that it's lost. And I sit down and I'm like, Phew. and I got quiet. And a thought came up, shoot. I'm like, I'm barefooted. If it was in my shoe, I would feel it. No. So I dismissed that thought. Thought came up again. Shoe. I pulled off my right loafer and out drops my license. Now, I can deal with the embarrassment of that because I found it. But the thing about it is, when I was when I'm when I'm busy, when I'm when I'm stressed, when I'm running, I'm not hearing anything on the inside. I'm not I'm not quiet. When I finally got quiet and finally got here comes comes floating up from my heart, chew. Aren't you glad the Holy Spirit knows where lost license are? It's like it's in the and at least he didn't say it's in the shoe, doofus. Check the shoe. But what happens is so many times we're looking for something out here or we're looking for a sign and it comes up on the inside. Sometimes it can be so slight, it's a nudge. It's, the world calls it a hunch. Have you ever had a hunch and you just had a sense that that's not the right thing to do? Or you've had, you had a sense that that's the way to go? See, a lot of times what happens is, guys, we're so much looking for the Holy Spirit to show up in a spectacular way 
that we miss the fact that he shows up in a supernatural way. It's just not spectacular. And so if you're looking for histronics and, and something big and woo and, and, and angels and, and dreams and vision, that's very rare. But the Bible says that he bears witness with our spirit, that we're children of God. That's, you know, you have a knowing after a while. Don't you just have a knowing? Are you born again? You go, yeah, I'm a child of God. And there's a knowing on the inside of you. He says, yeah, I'm, I'm a child of God. Well, if he can bear witness that we're a child of the living God, he can bear witness in other areas as well. Does that make sense? So instead of looking for something on the outside, we begin to get quiet. That's one of the advantages, one of the huge advantages of spending some time, whether you're a night person or a morning person. I just want to encourage you, as you get quiet and as you spend time, in, now here's another thing too, as you spend time reading his word, you're going to find that as you read his word, the Bible said it's sharper than any two-edged sword. and It'll divide asunder between the soul and spirit. And so I heard a friend of mine say this years ago. He said, anytime I need to hear from the Lord, he said, I double up on my time in the word. And you think, because, you think well, that doesn't make sense. Well, it helps you discern what's, because you ever had that question, was that me or was that the Lord? <laughs> Is that just me thinking that word or was that the Lord? And so I just gave you a, like a book in, in just a, a short amount of time. But that's a powerful thing. Believe that the Holy Spirit will help you. Look in the right place. Don't look for something big and spectacular. Look for that still small witness on the inside, that sensing on the inside. Here's the last one, and I'll introduce this, and then we'll, we'll talk more about it next week. Welcome more of the Holy Spirit's ministry in your life. Jesus spoke to his followers more about the Holy Spirit in the book of Acts. He's getting ready to go ascend back to heaven. In Acts chapter 1, verse 45, being assembled together with them, this is after the resurrection, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So this is Jesus giving instructions to his disciples. He said, he said, you need to wait. He said, until you're clothed with or endued with power. So he's talking about being baptized. He commanded them not to leave. Gave them a picture of what was coming. That, that word baptized means immersed. John immersed people in water. When we baptize today, we baptize out in our tanks and we immerse people in water. And I know people have said, well, I was sprinkled you know, is, is that okay? Listen, baptism doesn't save you. Sprinkling doesn't save you. A heart relationship with the Lord Jesus is what saves you. We're, we're saving him as Lord. The purpose of baptism, though, it's important because it sets a landmark in your life and it's a symbol on the outside of what's taking place on the inside. That you've been buried with him in baptism you are risen with him. So going under the water, you're buried with him in baptism. Coming up, you are risen with him to newness of life. Now he said, John, John the Baptist, baptized in water. He said, but you will be baptized or immersed in the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And so he begins to talk to them about something different, and it's more of the Holy Spirit's ministry in their life. He's talking about being baptized with the Holy Spirit. Now, next week when, when we come back, I'm, I'm, I, I would introduce this to you to, uh, tonight 
but it's a little much because I'm going to drop some theology on you. And uh, it's, it's really deep. Deep stuff. No, I'm, I'm kidding. But it is, it, it, it is, it is uh, theology. And so what we'll talk about next week is we'll talk about the, that there are three baptisms. And the Bible talks about in Hebrews, it talks about the doctrine of baptism. So we're going to learn next week about the doctrine of, of baptisms. But there is being baptized into the body of Christ. There's baptism in water. And there's baptism with or in the Holy Spirit. And so next week we'll go over that. And we'll give you some, some again, some scriptures along those lines. This week I just wanted you to know and begin to acknowledge. Now here's, here's the thing. Tonight when you leave. You, you, here's a, one of the things that's begin to help you. Stop talking yourself out of God's best for your life. Stop saying it doesn't work for me. Stop saying, well, I, I don't know why God won't help me. I don't know why God won't talk to me. That's not going to help you. So what I want you to begin to do, just, just, just do this. So I don't, I don't feel like doing it. Forget how you feel. Just do it. Thank you, Lord, that you're helping me. Thank you, Lord, that you're guiding me. The Holy Spirit is helping me. I'm not alone. I'm your child. I'm led by the Spirit. Thank you. And you begin to thank him before you experience anything. And if you begin to do that, what happens is you begin to open the door because what you're doing is that's walking by faith and not by sight. And that's important. That's how we live. The just shall live by faith. We just don't receive Jesus by faith and go back to living the same way. We receive Jesus by faith, and then we continue to walk by faith. And so everything we hear in the Bible, we're in Christ by faith. We're new creations, and we believe that by faith. And the more you believe it, the more it gets activated in your life. And the more you, it's activated in your life, the more you begin to see the results. So I, one of the things I always want to encourage you to do is stop talking yourself out of God's best. If he says you're a new creation, that's what you are. If he says you're forgiven, that's what you are. If he says that you're empowered by his spirit, then that's what you are. So regardless of how you feel, you might as well just thank him for it anyway and just live differently. And that's living life on a different level. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you, Father, that we can come to you. We can learn from you that you can enlighten us in our hearts, in our spirits. Lord, thank you. Every one of us has the capacity to be helped and strengthened and guided by your spirit. Thank you for that. Father, you, you guided so many of us into salvation. You guided so many even to coming to this church. You guided us in our life, and we thank you. We can hear from you. We're your sheep. We know your voice. And so we rejoice in that. We give you all the praise. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for what you're going to do. Thank you that we believe you before we see it, and we rejoice before it comes to pass. We thank you for that, Father. As heads are bowed and eyes are closed, if you came this evening and said, you know what? I'm not, even, I'm not even sure that I have a relationship with the Lord. I, I, I don't know that or I'm not confident of that. Or maybe you're like I was and you had a relationship with the Lord and you got away from him and you're just, man, you just fell away and you're just like, I, I didn't mean to do it, but I just, I've gotten so far away from God and I want to come back. We're going to say a prayer. We're not going to have you stand up or come to the front, but this is a wonderful prayer for you and it's a powerful prayer. So if that's you that I'm talking to, heads are bowed and eyes are closed, I am going to ask you to do one thing. If that's you, you say, Alan, I'm not sure where I stand with the Lord, but I want to be. Or, Alan, I know I need to come back. Would you pray for me? We're going to do that, but I want you to do this. Would you shoot your hand up real quick across this auditorium and say, that's me. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. 
appreciate that. You can put your hands down. We're going to pray. For those of you who thought, oh, man, I wanted to lift my hand. I didn't. That's all right. That's all right. It's good to lift your hand, but it, it's even better to pray this prayer from your heart. We're going to pray it with you as a church family. Say, dear God, I know mankind needs a Savior. I know I can't save myself. Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And God raised you from the dead. Right now, I confess you as my Lord, as my Savior, as the one who forgives me and restores me. Thank you, Jesus. My past is forgiven. I have a relationship with you. I'm a new creation in Christ because I've said yes to you. And with heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Father, thank you for every individual who prayed that prayer online, who prayed that prayer here from their heart. Thank you, Father. That some have come right out of spiritual darkness into light and some have come back home. And we rejoice with them at the good things that you have planned. So, Father, we thank you for that and for the rest of us. Lord, thank you that you continue to work in us to will and do of your good pleasure. We give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. We hope this message has blessed you. We have services every single Sunday at 9 and 1030 and Wednesday nights at 7. We'd love to see you here. Have a great week.